dude, a thousand dollars for a pound of coffee. <laughs> I consider myself a coffee snob, but I would never pay anywhere near that for coffee. I honestly have tried to take the mystical you know, extremely expensive label off of it okay. and just try to see if it's not hype. To me, it's not hype. Like it's, it's really, really, really good. Welcome to the Coffee Snobs podcast where we just really love good coffee. Grab your cup of coffee and join us each episode as we explore any and everything coffee related. From pour overs to lattes to the coffee experience, we explore it all because, well, life's too short to drink bad coffee. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Coffee Snobs podcast. My name is Tyler Dancy. I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Aaron Beaver. Greetings and salutations, Aaron. How are you today? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. Uh, Have you I... broken any of your New Year's resolutions yet? Are you sticking with them? Um, yeah, I have uh, not broken... Um, I am trying to add a cup of water to every cup of coffee that I drink, that I drink. So in between a cup, um, I have to drink a cup of water. So that's a good idea. Stay well hydrated. And yeah. how, how have your trips to the bathroom increased? Probably significantly. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, this morning, uh, by 11, I had four cups of coffee, so that would have doubled of eight cups of water at least. So, wow, that's or, a lot. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. Well, good. Well, I hope all of our listeners made a New Year's resolution to drink more coffee and to learn more about coffee because we have a really exciting episode today, yeah. which we'll get to momentarily. But first, let's start with what's new in the coffee game. <laughs> What's new with you? Well, uh, still enjoying. I I got several varieties of beans for the holidays that I'm still going through. Uh, Merit coffee out of San Antonio has continued to be really, really good and tasty. I've uh, been brewing a lot more Americanos in the mornings. Um, trying to cut out. I love my lattes, but trying to stop my daily latte habit, maybe cut that back to once or twice a week. Is it just? Is it just for the milk? content or what's the what's the purpose of that well i guess just to mix it up um i mean the calorie content you know just kind of to mix things up i might i don't know if i really want to experiment with like coconut milk but who knows what about Something like that what about like or almond oat. or oat now my wife i love her to death but she has almond milk and uh she makes a lot of smoothies and almond milk it's good in smoothies, but I accidentally drank some one time thinking it was regular milk. and Ruined you, it, huh? It was gross. Yeah. So I have heard a lot of good things about oat milk that a lot of uh, fine it, establishments yeah. use. So I, I think I'm going to check that out sometime. I, I got an oat milk uh, caramel latte from Not Just Coffee uh-huh. um, right before the holidays. And it, it um, just tastes a little more... Uh, uh, weedy. I guess it would be a, a way to put it, but it's it's definitely good. Yeah, well, I'm gonna give it a shot. But anyway, still enjoying my espresso, just uh, in the americano form. So that's enough for me, Aaron. What is new with you in the coffee game? Well, uh, after the episode uh, about 
my pour over recipe, I got a lot of uh, inquiries on my Instagram. Um, oh, cool. People asking me about uh, different recipes and how to do it because it's kind of hard when you're listening to someone uh, kind of walk, th- you know, through the instructions and then having to remember it in, you know, later. So uh, I was able to share um, the recipe with a few people as well talked with Gabe, the owner of Groundwork Coffee, about He's a good dude. Uh, about a pour over recipe. Uh, cool. I'm not going to go into super detail of it because I'm still trying to unpack it. Trade he, secret. He, huh? Well, no, he just dropped a lot of knowledge on me, and I'm trying to figure out a few of the things that he said. Um, cool. But uh, here's what I will say: I have tried a. Um, pour over recipe where you have a you still have a, um, a blooming process from the first pour to I wait about 45 seconds but after that I continuously pour um, a very minimal amount continuously of water of yeah. water mm-hmm. just over the coffee bed and it's a it's it's the quickest um, it's the quickest brew time that I have gotten up until this moment. I'm not going to reveal it all because it's going to be an episode here soon, but I will say that my pour over has gone to another level. And, um, Gabe, if you're listening, I appreciate, uh, the challenge and, and the knowledge that you dropped on me. Cause man, the pour over right now is, is, is probably some of the best cups of coffee I have ever had. I just had a mental image of like, you remember those old church cookbooks with <laughs> we'll have a pour dude, over recipe cookbook. Dude, the so yes. There's a million dollar idea. Man. Trademark coffee snobs. Coffee snobs. All righty. Well, cool. It's always good to well, learn this, new Well, things. here's the thing. We're gonna need an idea like that if we're gonna keep uh drinking the <laughs> coffee that we're talking about today. This, this, this <laughs> we're is gonna need a million dollar idea. Yes, to pay for our habit is the dirty secret. Well, do you know what, Aaron? That is a fantastic segue because today we are talking about something maybe you haven't heard about before. Uh, is a variety of coffee called geisha coffee. So one of the things when you're searching the geisha coffee, the spelling of it is very interesting because from what I have found in scouring the web, and, and please scour, cross-reference, and fact-check everything that we're saying, but uh, there are two ways to spell it, and really nobody can like put a definitive, this is how you spell it. So the first way is G-E-S-H-A, and then the second way is G-E-I-S-H-A. So those two variations are just kind of, um, when you search, you may, somebody may have created a post with one title that doesn't support the evidence of another page with a different spelling. So just know when you're diving through it. Um, And there have been people that have used this word, these two words, to kind of market a non uh, a fake bean is what we'll kind of yeah. say. So yeah. So just know. So real, uh, yeah. Sidebar. So uh, geisha is also a, a term for a Japanese woman. Uh, you might have, if you can bring a mental image, you'll see them in their faces typically like painted white and their hair's done up. So anyway, that might confuse you, but 
geisha is some Japanese term for uh, females, but this is talking about coffee. And geisha coffee is infamous because it is known as the most expensive coffee in the world. Yes. It, it rivals very close to those coffee beans that get pooped out by the monkeys. Yeah, I've heard that just sounds really weird, but maybe that's another future topic. But but for today, we're going to be talking about we were able to allocate some geisha coffee beans from our friends at Trade Coffee. No, I'm just kidding. We have, <laughs> we have a very uh, good source that was able to We'll say enough, gifted. We'll say gifted. We were gifted was, with... Uh, a, one was a couple pounds actually. Yeah. Of Geisha Coffee, and it's the clickbait title is you know Geisha Coffee has sold for over a thousand dollars a pound. Yeah, and in now, 2019 it sold for one thousand one hundred uh, one thousand and nineteen dollars a pound. And this is Panama Geisha, so it there is uh we'll get into this a little bit of the detail, but the 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 Geisha that we got is from Panama. So that kind yes. of gives you a little clarification to because you may search geisha uh, coffee and you're going to see different, but our, ours that we got was from Panama. So yeah, and disclaimer: we did not pay anywhere near that price. That ad revenue has just not come in yet. The Google AdSense checks yeah have not hit yet. So anyway, yet. all right, on to today's topic: geisha coffee. So let's get a, a quick overview of geisha coffee. So geisha became famous in 2004 there was a a brewing contest and you had a bunch of uh international judges they were tasting doing um they were doing a cupping cupping yeah cupping excuse me of a bunch of coffee beans so they're going through this table that is like central american in panama and they're like wait a minute this tastes like an ethiopian coffee it's uh it's very fruit forward. It's really smooth. So who put this Ethiopian in in this Central American coffee thing? So that was actually not Ethiopian coffee, which Aaron, you and I have talked about numerous times about our love of Ethiopian coffee. Correct. This was actually a coffee that was grown in, in Panama, which yeah. you normally think about like, you know, your more traditional coffee flavors, yeah. earthy, stuff like that. So that's when Geisha came on the scene. Um 2004 and this is something we'll talk about in in the next little bit of the episode what happened after that to elevate the price is it is it all in your head is it is it straight hype or is it really good yeah so in in uh to dive a little deeper into this geisha in the 1930s uh british colonist um took this plant from Ethiopia. So it is a it is a derivative or like a branch out of an Ethiopian. So that's why these uh, judges at this brewing table were tasting um, an Ethiopian because the plant originated in the 1930s uh, from Ethiopia. And so it was it was a transplant uh, mm -hmm. plant in there. And so one of the reasons that it's yielding a price point is because the Central America coffee that should have been in this um, competition or should have been on this table should not taste like this. It should not have the uh, round, we're going to call it in the descriptor, we're going to call it a round body 
where mm-hmm. it has a traditional coffee taste as well as um, some fruitier notes, which give it a very unique. I mean, just think about lining that up with um, a traditional cup of coffee. Like if you had something that tasted or cupped that different, it would it would be something that stands out. So I think that's that's why it's drove drove the price up, as well as the limited or maybe the uh, uh, the interest in it um, has limited quantities, which runs the price up astronomical. I mean, like, dude, thousand yeah, dollars for a pound of coffee. <laughs> I consider myself a coffee snob, but I would never pay anywhere near that for coffee. But I think, like you were saying, one of the reasons it's expensive um, is the care with which the the geisha varieties are grown. Um, think like extremely small batch, you know, if you see a geisha coffee that you're rich and uh, planning to buy, don't be fooled by fake geisha because sometimes you might've seen Kona coffee, Hawaii, uh, the island or the the volcano, I believe of, of Kona is famous for producing really good coffee. So if you do a search on Amazon for Kona coffee, you might see something that seems reasonably priced. Well, it's actually only, it's a blend and maybe a very, very, very small percentage of that is actual legit Kona coffee. So in the same vein, make sure it's actually geisha. It's not some weird blend or yeah, something. Yeah, and make sure it's sourced properly. So we want to give the disclaimer because when dealing with a product that is so like astronomically priced, per everything else on the market. I mean, like, even think about this, like Onyx and their $100 four-ounce bags. Like, yep. that seems cheap to a... Compared to this. <laughs> to a $1,000 uh, pound of coffee. So, um, but one of the things that make Geisha coffee um, so loved or, you know, the price and, and, and true coffee connoisseurs that could really tell the difference is... Um, the actual bean and when it's put under like lab test, it scores very high on different levels, uh, different coffee scale testing levels. So I would kind of, uh, classify it from the stuff that I've read of it's a pure origin of a cherry plant. Like if that makes sense, like it's not been crossbred. Yeah, it's it's pretty pure. It's very interesting. If it's transplanted from another place, you would think it would be crossbred. Yeah, like I said, I'm not a botanist. Maybe somebody who's smart with science, like Adam Byerly, maybe he knows more about it. But anyway, bottom line, we got our hands on some Panama Geisha coffee. Uh, we paid nowhere near a thousand dollars a pound for this coffee and we tasted it in a few varieties and now we're going to talk about that yes so aaron um how many different ways have you been able to try the the geisha coffee i have tried it in uh let's see first uh a six to eight cup chemex uh a one to three cup chemex pre-rinsed filter pre-rinsed dried filter, meaning pre-rinse the filter, let it dry, 
then use it. Uh, let's see, I've done a siphon multiple ways. So I've done the siphon brew where you allow the water to come up to temp and then you uh, pour the coffee in and let the coffee submerge for one minute. Then uh, you've already removed the heat so it's no longer boiling. And then I have drank it that way. I have done the other way in siphon to where you pour the coffee in, the water comes up to a boil, it um, immerses the coffee, the water immerses the coffee, um, and it is in the uh, little brewing uh, vessel for much longer, um, which those are always my favorite way of drinking or brewing coffee. Um, I have done it in espresso, uh, the our Wega machine at the office. I have done it in my Gaza machine at the house, um, and mm-hmm. I have done an Americana. I've done a latte. I've done a French press. <laughs> I've literally done oh my wife's uh, single cup pour over. V sixty. No, it's not a V sixty. It's just a Bobo uh, plastic one, so we don't break it at the house. <laughs> oh. Well, good grief! Yeah. You have had this coffee in quite a few ways. Um, did so? You gave me a, a few measly grams compared to the pounds you've been trying, but uh, <laughs> I still appreciate it, bud. So I've tried it in a much more limited uh, setting. I have tried it in a V sixty pour over, in a Kalita pour over, and in an espresso straight espresso shot. So those are my basis of uh so giving my so for our 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 listeners um this this I I really tried to uh find words to describe it very well so that way you could you know you, you may not ever get your uh, uh this in your cup. I doubt I'll ever get this again in my cup. Um and you know I may, but um, if I could, if I could uh, kind of paint a picture for you, and Tyler help me with this, but I would say start with an Ethiopian, mm-hmm. and yep. and then the best uh, Central America coffee that you have, run it like let's say seventy percent Ethiopian and thirty percent the best Central America coffee you've had like a blend so it has a little bit of uh what i would say earthy um yeah um i would describe it as it tastes kind of like you said it tastes like coffee it tastes like a central american coffee to me but you definitely notice the the fruit notes which i'm fond of from ethiopian coffee and I, there was no acidic acidity to me. Uh, it was very, it was very smooth. And I know this is just a weird word to describe coffee, but I would just describe it as it had a, a round taste to it. It was just very smooth and drinkable and delicious. No, I, I agree that 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 terminology of round. It ju- it there was very little in every way that I tried it. I tried it in multiple different um, water to to grind ratios um, because I really wanted to try to see like okay if I change the grind on this if I what what happens like wh- what how could I 
um, brew it to make it taste differently because there's definitely different ways of brewing coffee, which, you know, can yield different results, like can, can taste drastically different just because of the, the amount of time the coffee sets in water. So I really tried to, um, man, deep dive into it. And it's, I, I honestly have tried to take the mystical, you know, extremely expensive, um, label off of it. Okay. And just, just to try to see if it's not hype, but it, to me, it's not hype. Like it's, it's really, really, really good. Like, um, it's, I, yeah. I took, I took, uh, I took about three or four cups to Tony and Enderly and I haven't been back to, to see his thoughts on it. Cause I get, I gave him enough where he could have, um, multiple cups of it. I actually gave him more than okay. I gave you. What a turd. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I, I, uh, I, I'm, but I'm, no respect around well, your people. I'm, I'm very interested. Like there is a hype to the dollar amount. Like we've all bought Onyx coffee, you know, where it's like $32 for, well, I think they, what's a 10 ounce bag. I, th- I think you got ripped off my friend, but yeah, you paid a lot for a 12 ounce bag. But and, and but, so you so you you spend a lot of money and you're like oh man this is great, yeah. And and when in reality, like I'm not saying the Onyx coffee is not good, so d- take that away. But but what I'm saying is because it costs more, you think it's better. Yeah, I mean that's 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 with so many things. You think a hundred dollar bottle of wine is better than uh, you know a ten dollar bottle from Aldi's and clothing and marketing and all that stuff but let me ask you this point blank what's the most you think you'd be willing to pay per pound it's tough because this is listen it's a good it's a good cup of coffee <laughs> knowing how balanced it is and knowing how consistent i probably would pay I, it would be a, a seat it would be a an, a special occasion bag but i'd probably pay about 30 dollars for a bag 30, 40 maybe. Yeah, that's kind of funny because I thought you were going to possibly say more. That's probably about what I would pay. Um, again, it was very good, and I'm very appreciative of being able to, to taste this coffee, and I can definitely see why it's prized for its you know the qualities it has. But in it, at the end of the day, that's a lot of money for, for, for coffee. That's a lot of money. And I mean, I yeah. really like coffee, but – for you know 30 or 40 bucks i could get two really good bags of coffee from two different roasters so well so like for instance here's a good example uh you go to trader joe's and you can get that six dollar bag and i personally think that there is a difference between that six dollar bag and what tony at at enderly offers like i think there's a quality difference so i could I save six bucks by getting an Aldi bag? Sure, but I would much rather spend the extra money to get a bag from Tony at Enderley. Oh, 100%. So, I mean, I, I'm always going – if, if if options are fairly close, I'm going to try to support my local small business. But, but, here's, here's, but here's what I'm saying. I don't think that this uh, Panama Geisha is – is the margin difference between like where the margin difference in quality between Trader uh, Trader or uh, Aldi and uh, Enderly 
there's not a marginal difference between Enderly and this Panama Geisha. So like I would much rather, if I had the option, I'm going to save my money and get Enderly all day long because it's a very good bag of beans. I just don't think that this, it's good. It's just not great. Yeah. And maybe it's maybe it's the way it could be the way that it's roasted. I mean, that's, yeah, I was a, that's say, a big variable. We don't we don't really know um, how old the the bean was when it was roasted because you know the green coffee bean could have. I, I'm not even really sure how long those are good for. But anyway, it was very good. But there's other factors as far as the age of the coffee. Uh, the roast of the coffee that that could possibly be coloring our um, perception of it. But anyway, I get to say I tried the world's most expensive coffee, and you, you most, did. Pe- most people you did. didn't. So ha 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 ha. <laughs> I know. Well, see, that's that's, very that's, that's a uh, it is very snobbish. Yeah. And so it, here's the takeaway: if you want to take away, it's good. It, it's it's really good. Is it thousand dollars good? No, but it's really good. I would second that. Uh, very good, but there's no coffee on this planet to me personally that I would pay a thousand dollars for. No, it's got to be a hallucinogen or something like yeah. that to pay. But again, I thank you, Aaron, for uh, turning me on to the Geisha coffee. I'd, I'd feel a little bit knocked down since uh, apparently I got the least amount of me. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping I'm holding out hope that maybe Chad hasn't even had much of it, but he's probably. You probably made him a bunch of cups, so whatever. <laughs> oh, don't don't be hurt, Tyler. Well, it's okay. I love coffee. I love talking about coffee with you. We have got some really fun episodes coming up. Um, some interviews with people. Uh, as we mentioned on last episode, we're working on a really fun event uh, local to the Concord, Charlotte area. So we will have details about that yeah. coming up soon. But for now... We are going to wind down. Again, thanks for listening to the Coffee Snobs podcast. If you can just take 30 seconds, go to your podcast platform of choice, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Just leave us a quick uh, rating and review. That helps us spread the word. And feel free. We always love hearing from listeners on social media. We're Coffee Snobs podcast on Instagram. Or you can send us an old-fashioned email. Hello at coffeesnobs.net. If people want to reach out to you, Aaron, like it seems like they, they do quite often, how can they reach you? Uh, it's going to be Aaron Beaver, A-A-R-O-N-B-E-A-V-E-R. Uh, you can drop me a message in my direct message. Um, I'm always posting... Slide into uh, his DMs. I'm always posting uh, stories, coffee stories in my stories. Uh, yeah, I, I love talking about coffee um, and if you're ever in the Charlotte area, he'll buy you a cup um, of coffee. Yeah, seriously, let me know. I will, you're more than welcome to come to our office and we will make you any type of coffee you would like. 100%. We're right off of 77. And at any time you like give me a five minute notice, I'll clear my schedule and we'll have coffee. So, Boom. and again, guys, if you have any topics that you would like to be listening to, uh, learning about or questions, Drop us a line. We will get right on that. And Mr. Chad, we love Chad. He is a very busy, very busy man. Well, he's got the he's got this podcast that's taking off, so it's it's just consuming his yeah. time. So. We'll have Chad back shortly, but uh, like I said, hopefully you can stand listening to these two guys most of the time because uh, you're stuck with us for a little bit. 
uh, Chad Lingafelt is on social media. Chad Lingafelt, the F is silent. Or you can reach him at lockdot.net. Oh, and I forgot, guys. Sorry. If you want to reach me on social media, uh, Ty Dancy, T Y D A N C Y. And we've already covered Aaron and everybody else. So that's going to wrap up this episode of the Coffee Snobs podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you shortly. Adios.